0: Hey Larry, hey, I'm Lynn, Lynn. you're, you're listening, listening to Radio Brendoman.
1: Man.
2: to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy and it's Thanksgiving break. I'm off work so I figured I'd get some of these episodes done. I apologize that there hasn't been as many regular episodes as I had promised. But um, things have been a little busy. Living that movie pass life. Um, been going to the movies with Phil a bunch. Um, we saw Justice League on Friday. It was alright um you can check out all my uh movie goings at um i don't know if you've heard of a of a website called uh it's called uh jeez it just was on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone it's called letterboxd and uh it's l e t t e r b o x d and if you um look up me, Brendan Creasy, or Brendo Man on there. I'll put a link to my profile on the uh, radiobrendo.com. But, uh, yeah, you can check out what movies I've been watching. Um, we went and saw the Rooster Teeth movie. Uh, it was called Laser Team 2. It was pretty dumb, but some people like it. So maybe, you know, but I, I think that was like a one time screening or just a couple days. And, uh, but we've been going to some of those. We went and saw Back to the Future 2 and, um, MoviePass. They just offered an annual deal. And yeah, their app's been having some ups and downs, but I think that's just cause of the popularity. But, um, you know, I'm still not 100% sure how they're making money, but, uh, I don't ask questions. I just go to movies for barely any money. And, uh, yeah. So, um, let's see. What else did I see this week? Uh, Victoria and Abdul. That was good. I watched a Lego Batman movie on HBO now. That was, I re- I love that. Um, saw Pulp Fiction at midnight with Derek. Um, that was good. Murder on the Orient Express. I liked it. Um, but yeah, you could check that out. It's at letterboxed, L-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-D dot com slash Brendoman. Um, add me on there and then we can, you know, see what movies everybody's watching and read some entertaining reviews. And, uh, you know, it's cool. Um, what else is going on? Uh, work's been pretty busy, you know, just staying busy at work and, uh, doing stand up most Mondays, all the last couple Mondays. I haven't been able to do it. Um, cause, um, what I do on last Monday, I went to, I had a appointment and then the Monday before that, I didn't feel like doing it because of the work situation that happened. But, um, that's, that's going better The the whole thing I talked about last time, um, with, uh, you know, I made a mistake and, um, and it, I cost, I lost some students work and I was pretty upset about it, but, uh. You know, we make mistakes, move on, and I'm put, put, uh, solutions in place so that doesn't happen again. And we learn from our mistakes. So that's what I'm trying to do and not just, not just get upset about it and not learn from it. So, um, I appreciate the kind words from people. Um, uh, Chris Trout, who you can check out his book. We'll be right back. If you haven't listened to the episode featuring him from a couple weeks ago, you can check that out, but he posted in our Facebook group. Just saying nice things. So I really appreciate it. And you can check out our Facebook group at radiobrendo.com. Click the Facebook group session, um, or just search radio brendo man on uh, Facebook. That'll take you to either our Facebook page or our Facebook group. There's a link to both on both. So, you know, if you find one, you'll probably find the other. Um, been, uh, playing some WWE 2K18. It's okay. I mean, it looks good, but it's still kind of the same basic gameplay. The career mode's interesting um because they actually ask you to like lose matches and stuff which is you know it's kind of a little meta and i like that but it's still just kind of i don't know it's still the same basic game engine really like to see some revamping but uh what else have i been doing going to the movies oh going to wrestling shows of course and you can listen to all those adventures over at uh, massive buds wrestling show mbwspod.com or get all the links at benviewnetwork.com to that show and all the other good shows going on over at the benview network um, my personal favorite right now is super mario brothers minute but there's lots of other good ones if you're into disney animation be sure to check out anna musings um, if you're into spooky stuff check out either midnight marinera or undercooked analysis and um tons of other great podcasts over at benviewnetwork.com if you're into movies like you know I am um, you got Benview on Spielberg you also got uh um, nothing new talking about remakes talking about this week this month they are talking about murder on the Orient Express um but. We also have some things that you can participate in such as helping us out by rate reviewing and subscribing on i on Apple podcasts iTunes or whatever you listen to your podcasts on also tell your friends share it on social media tweet it out um reddit whatever you do help us out that helps us out you know and um you guys are great and you can also contact us by going to um RadioBrendo.com, click in that contact form. Or if you have a specific question, you need advice, you need help, um, you want me to answer something for you, that's email is ask at radiobrendo.com or askbrendoman at gmail.com. Um, we also have a hotline. You can text, you can text it. You can also leave a voicemail. 714-408 seven zero nine one i'll play your voicemails haven't gotten any yet i did get um i've gotten some emails but no voicemails yet once again phone number seven one four four zero eight seven zero nine one you can also text that number and i might respond to you so once again seven one four four zero eight seven zero nine one um don't really have anything else going on um next convention looks like it's probably going to be long beach comic expo it's not till next year or also WonderCon is rolling around and i got um my pro badge all set up for comic con next year so that's a load off my back and uh yeah that's pretty much what's going on um if you i did talk about earlier about stand up if you are in the inland empire Check it out. Monday Night Rupo at Back to the Grind in downtown Riverside. It's ni- It's at 9 p.m. It's $3. Sign-ups are at 8.30. If you are a poet or a musician or a comedian or a spoken word, it's an open mic. Come check it out. Let me know if you're going to be there. Um, also, check out if you're going to be in the Inland Empire in Big Bear, um, lovely Big Bear, California. Getting a little cold up there. But MountainRoomEscapes.com is open year-round. If you want to do some cool room escapes, they have a new... New rooms, a new location in the village, but also, so two locations in Big Bear, and you can reserve your spot at com. Use the code radiobrendoman to get $5 off each ticket. Also check out our friends at Etsy.com slash shop slash crude ink. That's crude ink. Awesome vinyl artwork. And, uh, we also have our amazon prime free trial if you want to get in on that 30 days free trial to amazon prime just click the link at radiobrendo.com if you're looking to start a website start your creative project start your business or just have a website it's good have a domain name get your name just have your online presence because social media things come and go but if you have your domain with your thing it's always there brendoman.com been there since 2002 Survived MySpace, survived all Friendster, all this other stuff. So you have that for people to go to, and um people can always find you there. Even if I don't super update it all the time like I used to, but it's there. And uh you can get yours going on at DreamHost. Get fifty dollars off your order at DreamHost by going to radiobrendo.com. Click the DreamHost link. That'll save you fifty dollars. So for a year of hosting with a domain name, you're looking at ninety-seven bucks. But with that coupon. 47 dollars. it's a good deal what else is good deals buying things on amazon black friday coming up be ready they've already got deals going on if you're a prime member you also have access to black friday deals before everybody else but lots of good things you know you're gonna be buying stuff on amazon i just bought my mom's birthday present her birthday's on thanksgiving happy birthday mom i love you very much and uh and if you want to buy something for your loved ones for Christmas, for the holidays, get on it. Go to RadioBrendo.com. Click that Amazon banner, then shop like normal. That's the easiest way you can help us out because some of that um, a percentage of what you're spending will go back to us at no extra cost to you. You're still getting the same great Amazon prices. And um, then I talk about all the things that people bought. So the first thing we got is here's the deal. Don't touch me. That is a book by Howie Mandel. It's because he, you know, he's got the OCD thing. That sounds interesting. All right, we got uh, Lapworks, 12-inch, heavy-duty swivel. Heavy-duty swivel for big-screen TVs. So it's a TV mount. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. Chevy Chase biography. We got Carhartt men's waterproof mittens. Someone's getting warm for the winter. We got Lapworks, no slip pads for any swivel. So... You know, get some gear, swivel for your TV. We got black maternity short pants. Getting those maternity clothes. Congratulations, mom. Prolific health women's jean look. Jeggings, tights, slimming, spandex leggings. Get all your clothes on Amazon. Why not? We got LeClef women's baseball crew neck raglan maternity shorts. So some maternity clothes. We got Star Wars Battlefront Two Xbox One digital code. That's a controversial title at the moment. Something about loot boxes. I don't know. People are mad. Rumor has it. Maternity. Over the belly. Soft. Super stretch. Skinny skinny zine. Someone is stocking up on their maternity clothes. Don Raid. Christmas party dress with pockets. Hello, Ms. Women's sweater knit. Maternity. Long sleeve tunic top. See? Buy your clothes. Pinup art. Women's color block. Long sleeve sweatshirt. Cotton jersey. Um, Gilbert Blu-ray. Is this what is this? Gilbert? Oh, Gilbert Gottfried. I would okay. That's cool. Um t- Gilbert Gottfried documentary about Gilbert Gottfried. And then we got this is interesting, Jolt Cola available on Amazon. It's a little pricey. Four cans. Four sixteen ounce cans for twelve ninety nine. But Jolt's back, baby. Got 160 milligrams of caffeine and 50 milligrams of sugar. That's a lot of both things. But man, 160. That's a lot. Maybe I'll have to try, try that out. Well, that's cool. That's our Amazon stuff for this week. And, uh, be sure to click the Amazon banner if you got stuff. Um, I've been reading a crazy amount of books. I got into a big true crime thing just read a book about the hillside stranglers case that was crazy i'm reading this book called nutcracker about a family a murder within a family over inheritance it's pretty nuts um i don't know just kind of fascinated with that stuff and i got a crime book bundle on humble bundle a little while ago like over a year ago and i've just been kind of racking through those now i also read um reading the stand right now actual physical book because it's have it on hand and it's a great book i'm already 400 pages in classic and there's rumors i mean now with it doing so well we might see some more stephen king adaptations i mean there was the converse of dark tower totally bombing but i don't know i think it kind of cancels that out we'll see dark tower bummed me out um I finally caught up on TV. Goldberg's is been really great this season. Really enjoy it. I like the Thanksgiving episode. Um, what else I'm watching? I caught up on SNL. I I thought I I've I've been liking it. I like the new cast members. I wish they would use them a little bit more, but that's pretty standard. Um like to see more of Melissa Via Senior. She's my new favorite. But Leslie Jones has been killing it. I think it's been pretty good. The last episode was really good. Um, and, uh, what else I've been watching, I mean, wrestling, um, oh, South Park, last episode of South Park, kind of weak, but it's funny, um, and, uh, I haven't been watching too much TV just because I've been out so much, either at wrestling shows or at, uh, at movies, which is just, it's, it's cool, you know, being out. And I think that's been helping me and I've been watching my weight and I've been, you know, trying to get more exercise. And, um, it's between May and when I went to the doctor a couple of weeks ago, I lost 20 pounds. So that's good. And I'm not like doing anything too crazy. So you just make some small changes and, uh, things can get results. Um, all right well let's move on um with the show um we've got uh i I have tons of these la podfest interviews i know i need to be releasing episodes more frequently but i just i apologize um so our two guests uh this week are um joe myers who has been on the show before you might have remembered him from last um last year's uh podfest episodes and uh He's the, one of the co-hosts of a podcast called the podcast macabre, um, talking about horror movies. And we talk a little bit about horror movies and some other stuff and, uh, you know, haunted attractions and Joe's, um, journey to LA. Um, and we're very happy that he has, um, managed to, he got a job out here and he lives out here now with his girlfriend and, um, and, uh, and yeah, and, um, and, and, and I'm just really happy for him. And it, we have a good conversation. And, um, you can check out his podcast. It's a podcast macabre. That's, uh, podcast M A C A B R E dot. And then that's, a uh, podcast macabre dot geekplanetonline dot com or check him out on Apple podcast, Twitter, Facebook. Check him out. If you're a horror fan, this is a must listen. Um, because these guys, uh, Joe and Chris and Jenny, they really know their horror and they talk about books, movies, haunts, all that stuff. Um, talking about, uh, you know, all kinds of horror stuff. So check that out. Um, my other guest is comedian Ron Placone. Um, he is a panelist, producer, writer for the Jimmy Dore show. He's also on YouTube on the Young Turks YouTube channel, which is a pretty, um, popular thing. And, uh, and he also has his own podcast called Five Chords and the Truth where he talks about music and we talk a little bit about music in our conversation and some other things. We talk about comedy. Um, nice little story about Ralphie May who had just died. And, um, yeah, so you can check out Ron at Ron Placone. That's P-L-A-C-O-N-E dot com and go see him do stand up if he's near you. He's going to see, he's got dates at Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, um, Burbank, San Diego, you know, all over the place. Um, he's going to be at Pittsburgh on the 24th, um, at unplanned planned comedy. So yeah, Ron's a really cool guy. I had a lot of fun hanging out with him at PodFest. And uh we will be back soon with more conversations from Los Angeles Podcast Festival. And uh and and yeah, and I'm um, please support the people that I had on the show. They were nice enough to sit down and talk to me. And um also check out the rest of um check out old episodes at RadioBrendo.com, and um, if you want to know more about L.A. PodFest, that's at LAPodFest.com, and uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, so um, without further ado, we're going to start off with Joe Myers, and that'll lead right into Ron Placone. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and uh, be sure to check out BenviewNetwork.com and all the other BenVueNetwork.shows. The BenV network dot shows. Uh, all the other BenV network shows. Thanks guys. Here's my conversation with Joe Myers from Podcast Macabre. Oh, Andrew went to a show. I was about to be like, where did Andrew go? Check. Hello. Am I getting anything in here? One, two. One, two. Yeah, we're good. All right. So I'm here the Joe Myers. This is your Hello. second appearance on the Radio appearance. Man. First Welcome, appearance I remember. Welcome back.
0: <laughs> I remember we had a lot of talk there was a lot of barbecue talk. A lot of barbecue talk. I don't remember that, but I was told that the next day.
2: <laughs> so you are you've relocated finally.
0: As You're as of here. March, I am a Los Angeles native. How's that been going?
1: Awesome You're
0: I mean,
2: living yeah. I mean for you This must be your dream Go into screenings You've been really Living it up Going to stuff yeah. You went to the It house I went to the It house twice How was it?
0: It was really cool Yeah right? They did a lot of Work on that house To make it look Like the house yeah. Oh out. Yeah they were really great to everyone standing in line. The first day I went actually was the the night they opened. Mm-hmm. It just happened. To, I was out
2: there. Yeah, a I was. Well, I was following your. I'm like, oh shit, he's there. Like, oh god, this looks so amazing. And we truly stumbled on it. Like, yeah, I knew where it was. Well, cause was. it's just on freaking like what's on Hollywood. It,
0: yeah, Hollywood Vaughn. That's was, like, crazy. Hollywood Vaughn.
2: That's crazy that they put something. That's like <laughs> that's like the super touristy like area, but it's like huge. That must have been nuts. It was, um, but it was like
0: right out of that scary form yeah. or Halloween Horror nice. Like that's. So have you been to horror? Horror nights yet? Not yet. Twenty first. Excited. Got, got RIP tickets Oh man, for, yeah. We're gonna do the. I didn't ride. get to go.
2: I had to choose between this or Horror Nights because oh, no. I got cheap tickets to Not Scary Farm, okay. and it was worth. I was, I was, I was a little bit bummed about Not Scary Farm this year because they, they keep, they only, they have like lower amounts of mazes, and I know they're not capping tickets anymore, and it gets so fucking crowded. Yeah, we went. I waited in line for Paranormal Inc. I think for like an hour and a half, but that one is worth it. Mm. I really like it. But my favorite, okay, what do you think of Dark Ride? we didn't make it to that one
0: there were two the, that one and the other one that was tucked away yeah. in the back those were the only dark two ride is it
2: probably it's so good because my dream is like I'm obsessed with abandoned theme parks okay. and abandoned dark rides so like getting to walk through and they really made it look like an abandoned dark ride oh, nice. like there's broken down cars the soundtrack like it'll start playing and then it'll start like slowing down like the cd like something's malfunctioning like it's un- it feels like you're
0: in an abandoned dark ride it's so cool yeah I'm bumming it now. To make it to that. Oh, man. And at the end of the night, we had 20 minutes yeah. to make it there and do it. We were so and tired. And I used to, I'm just like, it's so crowded
2: now because I used to be able to get there right when it opened, and I could do everything, before, and I was done by like 10. Mm. And now, like, you, I spent so much time in line this year. We didn't and
0: spring for the front-of-the-line yeah, passes. Yeah, because of
2: front of the front-of-the-line, and that's the thing. I think they're selling more front-of-the-line passes, which yeah. slows down the lines on everything. Mm. And, like, they want the money, and I'm a little frustrated about that. Um, I get it. Like, Universal, I won't do unless I have Frontal Line, because those maze lines are insane. Insane. But it's Frontal Line now is, like, really expensive. They keep raising it up. I'm i hoping for the day when when Brian Lynch finally gets... They still own comp him there. And I'm like, (laughs) what the hell? Like, how much money has he made for you guys? You can't spring for... so I'm hoping that'll happen eventually. I'm like, maybe if Secret Life of Pets two makes like two billion dollars, maybe we'll get free universal passes. Yeah. I mean, um, wouldn't they? I don't know. They're very that's weird. Um, so, um, but that's cool. I'm. I'm I want to go on that Shining
0: Maze. Like, so I'm excited bad. for that one.
2: I think I would. I think I don't get really scared now mm. that much because I've just I've been going to knots since I was like 16 years old and like and but I feel like. If I went in the Overlook Hotel, I might freak out real bad. Like, I mean, cause you know, you're, they, I've heard, like Derek was kinda telling me about it, like you go into room, you know, 217, like, you know, like, and like, I, I'd be freaked out. I'd be really, I'm, like, so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know, I'll find a way, I'll try to find a way.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's for that one. Uh, it, not scary. What did you think? Did you get to go into the one where you have the flashlight?
2: Love that one. I was just telling him about it. So the thing with that one, it's cool. Is that was that was that's been a maze for the last like I think what? Oh, Andrew's not here. I was pointing at Chris, and it's not Chris. That was Andrew is really into knots too. But uh, because that trick or treat's been around for a while, it's one of their more popular newer mazes, and. Because I love the mazes that have a real plot to them, and they've really kind of... Because back, there was a while where, like, the mazes were just kind of generic. Like, here's a clown maze, and here's this maze, and, like, whatever. Now, a lot of them... Universal has really forced them to, like, up their game as far as, like, big time. And they've spent a lot more money, like, I mean, something like Voodoo like that never would have the New Orleans one mm-hmm. like I don't think they ever would have think thought about doing that like 5 or 6 years ago because it just that obviously was very expensive like yeah. and, and and they that really been around right yeah a like, few years well okay. cuz I think they spent so much money on it they needed to keep it a while right. cuz it's it is it's a very professional it's one of their most professional ones they've done um, but I yeah I don't I, I forgot what we were talking about
0: the the maze with the flashlight oh yeah so
2: It used to be, it was just, like, it had the lights on everything. So they just, all they did was, like, turn the lights off. And, because it's, like, completely dark in there. And then they give you the flashlights. And I I didn't realize at first, like, but when that thing turned off... And then, like, they time their scares to the flashlights. I started, that's, I had not gotten scared in that maze in, like, three years, and I started kind of freaking out. Yeah, like, <laughs> Like, a little bit. Because there's that room where it's, like, pitch black, mm-hmm. and then the light starts flickering, and then it goes out, and... and that came right after the, the room with all the
1: dolls in it. Yeah, oh, I God, had the doll room. Out, so I, had... They
2: used to have a doll maze.
1: Uh, no, it was called do the it.
2: Doll Factory. It, it <laughs> was freaky as hell. Because <laughs> they had, like, these contortionist girls, and, like, they were dressed as dolls, mm-hmm. and they had all kinds of... Stuff and yeah, I'm a, I'm huge into haunted attractions, and we live in a golden age of haunted attractions now. Especially in Hollywood, have you have you thought have you gone to any of the because they have like the professional like standalone experiences now? I Haven't done any of those because like yeah. Derek got really into those because they get expensive. Like yeah, there's one called like Delusion. Yeah, Delusion's the big one. They didn't do
0: it this year. Cause okay. they couldn't find a venue. Yeah, they said they've already booked a. Venue That's for next the big year. one. That's Derek's favorite that one. Year. He he's
2: done that every year. It's nuts. <coughs> and they do a different thing every year. Mm. Like <coughs> one year, he said it was like they did a séance, and then this shit started happening. He said it was like drag me to hell. Like he said oh, it was cool. crazy, because um, they do full blown theatrics and stuff. There, they break up your party, they yeah, separate yeah. people, they they do all kinds of shit. And that's like, did you ever go? I've, I've I've been I've heard they're gonna bring it to LA, but they haven't yet. Have you heard about Never Sleep Again? <laughs>
1: Something it was in New York earlier. City,
2: and it was like this br- like theater experience, but it's like a play that's happening all around this building. And you go around, and... Yes, it- yes, yes. Oh,
0: God, it looked incredible. My Adam. Friend, yeah, my friend Crystal went there. Yeah, to and
2: the Crystal, and they mm-hmm. they all went, and they just... They, I yeah. could not, they could not shut up about it. Yeah. And the, I've heard they're going to bring it out here, but they... I don't
0: want to go, because they give you a mask. Yeah. They do the same thing where they separate your group. Yeah, and you get taken and, all over the yeah, place. Yeah, and there and, was like five stories. Yeah. And you would just get dropped off randomly, and have to do your thing. And, and you could just pick a person to follow, yeah, and watch their story play out. And then they would stop about halfway in, yeah, let you go back down to the lobby and start over. And you could get off at a different floor to see a different part of the experience. So cool, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they were trying to bring that here. I've, I've
2: heard it. I've heard rumors, but I don't know because it just. I mean, it was such a huge thing. And now, like, we're starting to get more of that stuff. Like, we're getting the pop-up restaurants, and mm. <laughs> I want to go to the Star Wars cantina. Oh, we, uh, I know they're they're doing Fat Man on Batman there. They are? Why yeah. Are they? I don't yeah, know they, when.
0: Yeah, I don't Yeah, They were um, reservation only. Yeah. You had to get a ticket. They switched now. Because so the Tim Burton the
2: one was reservation only, and it instantly filled
0: up. Yeah. But this one, same sort of thing, like tickets for twenty five bucks each for scum and villainy. Yeah. And now I think you hear in the last two, three weeks, they've switched over to public and they're open permanently.
2: Okay. I was cool.
0: I was across the street from there last night at iOS watching some shows and mm. we thought about going over but we didn't have enough time. So I think What takes. were you guys watching? We went to see uh there's a show called Opening Night, it's an improvised musical. Mm. And they just someone from the crowd shouts out a line and they build an entire musical around it. And then at ten o'clock there's a show called The Resistance. They're an action improv group. Oh, that sounds cool. And Derek Mears, who, he was Jason Voorhees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remake. He's one of the guys. Sadly, he wasn't there last night, but they mm. had a great show. But they, they have pads and all kinds of props that they use They jump around. Oh, shit. Throw each other on the ground, climb up things, jump off. It sounds kind of like wrestling. <laughs> it is. It really is. Cool. That's Not cool. Wrestling. I'll have to oh, check it out. But It's fun. It's such a fun night. It's like if you go on the opening night website, they mm. have a ticket for I went, it went free. Nice. It was like a five dollar ticket. Awesome. And your tickets are good for that show and then everything else after that. They just cleared the room and bring it right back in. Nice. But opening night and the resistance both, we well. love. That sounds cool. But.
2: So yeah, it sounds like, you know, you're, you're here in LA, you're enjoying all the stuff, you got your, you work at UCLA or, yeah, UCLA. and that's going well? It's going great. That's it's like awesome. Best job I've ever
0: had.
2: That's so great, man. I'm so happy, Brian. Like, I you. think you're a testimony to like, you knew what you wanted and you stuck it out and you threw a lot of shit and time and but two you, years yeah and it you knew what you years. wanted and you you made it happen and you're here and yeah, yeah like it's i'm a mile
0: from work i walk to work every day oh that's it's so great traffic oh, it's man. just it's wonderful man i'm so happy and you actually told me i do remember when we recorded last year you said just hang in there it'll work out you'll find something and it finally, I had something that I thought was lined up. Yeah, had a great phone interview, had a second interview, and it fell apart. Yeah, that's the worst. And I had applied for this job at UCLA and didn't hear anything back. And yeah. I figured, oh, okay, well, it, it's over with now. And it, a week after the other job fell apart, I got a call from UCLA saying, "We want to thought to you. Can you fly out here?" Man, so yeah, I, I came out like in February. I did the interview and not a week later I'd gotten back and they called me again and said, can you Skype in for the second one? We want to do one more but we think we're going to hire you. Awesome. Man. So I've been here since March, and it's been yeah. the best, man.
2: We gotta hang out sometime. I, feel to I gotta get out your way. I'll yeah, man. Travel. Get out. Check out. Place. Well, it's it is it is apple season in Oak Glen, and that's yeah. one. That's a reason all in itself. If you're a fan of apple, anything they got apple cider donuts, apples. They also have great barbecue up there in Oak Glen. Some barbecue. I mean, <laughs> okay, I know man. you're a barbecue yeah. connoisseur. I'm sure you like. I don't know what it takes to impress you barbecue wise. <laughs> But they got some good barbecue up there, and um, it's really pretty up there this time of year. And uh, yeah, that's what, that's the only way I can get people to come out is like, oh, come to Oak Glen because they let people like Oak Glen. But um, you know, we did just get an In-N-Out In and Out in Ukaipa so uh, like, Team Shake
0: Shack. I know I know, I'm, a huge, I, oh, I'm
2: a huge. Oh, I'm 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 after like hearing you and Adam and everybody Shake Shack, and I finally went in Vegas, and I was like, oh, I'm on board with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Shake Shack. I do too. And, but I just, we don't have one. And then the one here is always just nuts. Yeah. And, uh, so I just, I don't, I've only had it in Vegas. And, uh, it so much. it's really good. All well, the those, conversations turn to food. And, and so, I mean, I'm sure it sounds, like, I mean, I've been following you. Um, it seems like you've really been enjoying the food out here. So what's your, what's some of your favorites?
0: Uh, all right. So the, uh, this is Elisa's family's restaurant. The Velvet Margarita, Mm. in Hollywood. I didn't know her family had a restaurant. Oh my god, dude! The best Mexican food. The best chicken mole. I'll have to check it out. The whole vibe of the place is fantastic. All right, we went last night after we did the improv. Nice. We went and hung out there. So that for sure. Huge diner fiend, so. What are some of your faves?
2: Been to House of Pies? I haven't been there yet. I like that one. Been to
0: Lenny's a couple times. And of course there's norms like all over the place. What about delis?
2: Are you a deli guy? Big deli guy too. I'm, uh, I'm, oh shit, what's, now I'm frick. What's the one above, what's oh man? Um, by Laugh Factory. Uh Green Blast. That's my great. that's my all-time fave. That's that where we used to ones. go after Smog Castle all the time. The the cake and the matzo ball soup is just unreal. Their pastrami. I never had matzo ball soup before and Malcolm made me get it and I was like, "Oh shit, this is a man I got it every time after that became yeah, so good. and and then like and I've I've met I've seen a lot of celebrities in there. Um, so it's like it's a cool place. Um Derek and I met a guy that we found because he heard us talking and he's like, oh yeah, I wrote like five episodes of Batman the Animated Series and then we talked to him. He's some just random writer, like old time writer. Nice. And like he had written a bunch of old sitcoms so you always end up meeting interesting people in there and and I just, I love the deli, I'm a deli guy. Canners. Although I heard Canners was at a C for a while. They
0: were. <laughs> Which is that usually? If anything, if it's a if it's not an yeah. A, I usually don't eat there. But I will make the exception for those them potato because pancakes I love that place so
2: and much. those so and I don't know if I would eat it a C though.
0: <laughs> or our, our thing now is because they got deemed so bad, and it was. Over the press everywhere here. Yeah, like every new channel ran. Is it like just it. totally empty? I have to think that now they've cleaned it up. Yeah, and they're keeping on top of it. But there's no better place at like 1 a.m. that people watch. Yeah. I, well, I know. I
2: know. I used to go in there because I always want. I would go in there and try and find Rodney Bigenheimer from K Rock, uh, and he's like, I don't know if you're, there's a documentary called Mayor of the Sunset Strip. It's about yeah, him. In it. so he's the guy that, like first guy to play Sex Pistols, and he's quite a character but he's if usually canners after 2 a.m. cuz he he always goes there after shows and so he's usually in there holding court so i'll go there try and talk to him and see what's what in the music world cuz he always have funny thing but he, yeah he's um i love canners just because they had a i don't know if they still have it they had a truck for a while and they came to Smog Castle and the lady just gave me lots of free food and so I'm like, oh, the fan forever. That's, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I was talking to Derek about this the other day, but one of the things I miss most about Smog Castle was all the food trucks and because I was the doorman, they gave me free, like I got free, I remember one time, I think there was the first, I think it was a grilled cheese lady, I don't know, but Ming and I were working the door the opening night and we must have had, like you know, Ming, he's all about the food, and he's all he's a he's a charmer, and we got so much free. We were we, I think we must have eaten like, between the two of us. We ate we oh my god, we ate we ate at least fifty dollars worth of food truck food. He's <laughs> like, yeah, gonna be out here soon. Yeah, oh, Starting out for
0: Stan Lee's uh, convention.
2: Uh, oh yeah, Kamikaze. No, now it's LA Comic Con. Yes, yeah, LA. I, I don't know if man. I'm gonna go. I got a lot of things going on that weekend, and also like uh I don't know. Um... <laughs> some yeah. politics among the cons oh god yeah uh, so
0: funny how shit like that always comes to play yeah well the, the, the lady that
2: I don't know she kind of burned me a little like burned us a little bit um. So, but I don't know. I might go, but because they always have. I like LA Comic Con because they have more of the goofy. Like they have like the guy from Nick Arcade and like Mark Summers and, like things like that and like Pete and Pete and they do a lot of reunions and like things like that. And but it's a it's a pretty cool thing. It. But I just the LA Convention Center and that whole area. I hate parking over there. It's a nightmare. And it a nightmare, it's expensive. And, and, yeah. and yeah, we parked in the Pershing Square. I drove up with Cheryl, because I've been staying at Cheryl's house, because I wasn't going to drive. I was actually, because I couldn't afford a hotel, like, this was kind of, I was like, oh, I don't, I, um, money's pretty tight, so I am like, I don't know if it's going to work, but, like, Cheryl's like, oh, my dad's gone, he could stay with me, like, because I didn't know how this was going to work, and I was going to think, I was almost thinking about driving from Yucaipa every day, but that would have been a nightmare. It's like a two-hour turn. Yeah, right? and so I didn't do that, but, uh... Cool, how's your podcast going? Um, podcast macabre? It's
0: going oh, well. I think we finally hit a stride a little yeah. bit. The three of us together really mesh well. Nice. We switched over to Geek Planet Online, so we got a new logo that the guy over there did for us, Peter Dillon. You know, doing well with some listeners. You went but to your I,
2: first horror con out went here? went to
0: Son uh, of Monster Palooza out in Burbank in September and that was a blast. Yeah. A 35th anniversary panel for John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Uh, Wilfred Bremley's the most adorable little old man. He,
2: You want me to ruin Wilfred Brimley for you? I, you can't. Can I think I can. He, you can tell me he killed the
0: puppy and I'd be like,
2: oh, well, that's, a that's what I'm but, about to tell you. Uh, Wilford Brimley, I don't know if he still does, so Wilford Brimley has a ranch out of New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It was down the road from where my grandpa lived, and he ran a dog fighting ring.
0: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly? Allegedly. All right, well, that's horrible and disgusting. And he
2: shot that. my grandpa's dog. Oh, fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, now I can't stand it. <laughs> but... He's, on the panel... He was a very gracious human being. Oh, well, he's an old guy now. (laughs) This was like in the 80s, 70s,
2: 80s. I mean, he was old then, but now he's really old.
0: That does ruin things for me.
1: But he's like part
2: of like, he was part of some of these, like, he hung it with some, some of the rough Hollywood types. And, but my favorite, what's that one? Is it Hard Target? With John Claude Van Damme, the John Woo,
0: yes, and yes. Wilford
2: Brimley is in it, and there are fight scenes involving Wilford Brimley. It's amazing. <laughs> Hard Target is amazing. Also, John Claude Van Damme with the best mullet ever, and uh, yeah, he did have a glorious mullet then. Glorious. But um, what are some horror movies that have been on your radar lately? What What are you? What are you really digging on like you? I mean, would, I, I mean, obviously
0: it. Oh god, it was fantastic. So good, I loved it. and it, I think it got overhyped for some people. Definitely, and, and I am very much guilty of bringing yeah. it up a lot. Well, Me but. too, because I lo- I
2: love that book so much. I like the miniseries a lot, and like, but like I love that movie. I love. That. That. I think those kids they did such an amazing they job. Did. They're
0: gonna have a hard. Yeah, that's time what I'm saying. Like, like the, they don't the match the. Yeah, like that's
2: the, gonna be real kids. hard. But I think if anybody can pull it off, it's them. Because I, I'm just, I love Mama. Mm-hmm. And have you seen Mama?
0: I, had, I have not seen that one. That's you should I watch it. It's kind of skipped over it's the years. Good.
2: And that's where, that's where I'm hoping because Jessica Chastain was in that. And so. And she's
0: rumored to be And well that's why because they,
2: they're, that's who he wants. He, that's who he wants. And it sounds like it might happen. So I kinda hope it does. I hope like. it happens. I think she would be perfect. God, uh, that was so good. So good. Bill
0: Skarsgård. Just, oh, my God. I mean, Tim, Tim Curry's iconic. Yeah, but I think
2: he went in a completely, completely different, different, different direction. And I also think that... I was talking to this. I think I was talking to Cheryl about it. How I feel like Tim Curry as Pennywise was great, but it kind of made it Pennywise... It made Pennywise... like you th- All you think about is the clown, the clown, the clown, the clown. Whereas... But you didn't... Because the whole thing was like, that's not really... Like, that's not really it. But, like, right. whereas with Bill Skarsgård, I'm not saying that it's a big, he was great. He's amazing. It's iconic. But Bill Skarsgård made it more, like, you realize immediately, like, oh, this is not a clown. This is not a... And he really captured that really well. Just the way he walked and the way he moved around and the way he talked and just his mannerisms. He went in a completely different direction. I mean, and, like, and, and it's really cool. Um, I'm really curious about Castle Rock. I... Getting yeah, really curious is, about that.
0: I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, staying on the Stephen Keek thing, have you seen Gerald's Game yet that just came out? No, I need
2: place? to watch it. That was one of those books Real that I, rem-
0: I remember I bought
2: it when it came out. I was in junior high school, and I was too young for that book. Did not understand it. Just did not. I was. It was not something. And so I, I actually haven't revisited the book yet. But I've heard lots of good things. Yeah, Mike Flanagan And, wrote and, and I know Mike Flanagan's a great... Because I know he's been on um, Get Up On This. And like I've heard... Because... Um, what did he direct? What else did he do? He did, uh, he did
1: Hush. Which oh, I yeah, really Hush. Love. That's
2: love, what they were love, talking love about. That, yeah. And I haven't seen a lot of these indie horror movies because I don't watch a lot of horror movies because I get too scared. <laughs> I tried to watch the Baba Duke and I almost had a panic attack.
0: Uh, and it's like go and have a panic attack on. So,
2: so I just like, and I, I, ever since I like, I don't know, I just can't, I used to love watching horror movies. And I think it's now that I live alone and I get scared and so I just have a hard time. I mean, I'll watch like, like the only things I can watch now are like really goofy stuff, like, Things that don't scare me, like I went through a cannibal movie phase, <laughs> like and like those are just so ridiculous that they don't scare me. They're just weird and like it's such a goofy genre, and I got really into it because there's like those old ones that are just like shocking for shocking's yeah, sake and, and like and just that all that yeah. stuff. And like I went real deep down the rabbit hole, like with uh, with the like. 'Cause you know, everybody knows about Cannibal Holocaust, but then there's some other ones that are just they're either like rip offs of that or just go in a really different direction and like weird shit. And then you got the Green Inferno
0: I have <laughs> a real they, love they, hate they, relationship yeah. with Eli Ross. Yeah, well
2: now I'm I'm I am now I think I'm now I am angry about have you seen the Death Wish trailer? I have. I'm kind of I think I'm angry about that because that's every NRA gun nuts fantasy come to life and like, and I feel like it's missed, because I feel like Death Wish, like that looks, that they're playing it, it looks like it's playing 100% straight and I'm mm-hmm. like I don't know, I'm just not into that like yeah. at all, like this is like some gun nut fantasy, like like the good guy with a gun thing and like I don't know. I mean, I know like that's a touchy thing, but I'm like, I just don't like it. I heard they pushed it to 2018 because, which was a very smart move. Yeah, I mean, the
0: original—you have to look at when it came out, yeah, and what was going on. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of a hypocrite because I say it's, this isn't a good point in our culture for a movie like that. Yet I will watch the hell out of The Punisher when it hits. Yeah, me. <laughs> which they also—it's it's how you approach it. In, yeah, and what. It's I happening.
1: just,
2: I just feel like the way they approach it, because at least the Punisher, yeah. like he, he's like, he's a criminal, either like, but like this, I don't know. I just the trailer just gave me a really bad vibe. Yeah. I did not, and it feels like a weird thing for Eli Roth to do, mm-hmm. like,
0: like what, like look at Bruce, I don't know. It just, it did not sell me at all. If it hits streaming down the line, I might.
2: What about Hostel? What are your thoughts on Hostel? I'm not a big torture porn yeah.
0: guy. I'm really, really not. There's a, a few movies like that that... I watched The Strangers, I enjoyed. Okay, yeah. Until the end. For me, Hostel... It was seconds, I didn't care for but it was too over the top. Yeah. It was just... It was, the, the, the concept of it, though, to me,
2: like, that, to me, seemed... I think it, it scared me, just because that, to me, seemed very real. Like, you go on... I've been to Europe, I've stayed in a the hostel, they're freaky as hell. Like, that, to me, seemed like a plausible thing. So that, to me, was what was scary about it. That hit me in a weird way. And then... Two was just gonzo crazy. That Heather Modorazzo see or I'm like this is two I cannot I watched like, it once, I don't
0: remember anything yeah, of that.
2: There's I, a third, isn't there? I think they made a third one, but yeah, Eli Rod didn't have anything to do with it and like I don't even know. It looked it looked pretty oh wait no. Yeah, third was the one what happened to the third one? I think I watched it actually. Shit, now I don't remember.
0: Yeah, all that that, like the human centipede stuff. Like, I like, cannot I can't, I can't those.
2: That's because that really is like just for. I mean, even
0: said why this is just like. I don't know. I did watch. Speaking of the cannibals, uh, you, have you seen the French film Raw? No, I heard about it. Holy crap! It is really good as advertised. Mm-hmm. I understand why people got sick in the theater and had to run <laughs> out of a few scenes. I, I have a real phobia about hair in my mouth. Oh and yeah, there's a scene in that movie that. I had to look away and had that involuntary sort of catch-in-your-throat moment. But I just watched that. It was great. Get out, Jordan Pills movie. Yeah,
2: I, I, I yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, there's a, a low budget movie called The Void that I love. It's kind of a, a John Carpenter meets H.P. Lovecraft. on my, all uh, right. It's directed by Clive Barker, sort of thing. It's a real low budget film, so some of the effects really aren't there. You can see that they were struggling with some money issues, but I just I dug it mm-hmm. quite a bit. It really was like a throwback to some old John Carpenter stuff. So those kind of off the top of my head were the ones uh, in split.
2: Oh dude, split, split was, was awesome. awesome. So awesome. And I'm glad I didn't get spoiled cuz I was so I've never I don't think I've been that excited about like a thing like that like it genuinely
0: excited me in a while. I was like,
1: "Oh, f- ah! Like <laughs> I,
0: I had heard a rumor that, you know, stick around there is a post-credit scene and if you're a fan of his films, you're going to love it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, I wonder what's happening." Mm-hmm. I stayed in there and then I started thinking about it as the movie was going on like No, they're not going (laughs) to. And then they did it, and i you could not get the grin off of my face for days. So stoked. They just started filming Glass. Yeah,
2: I'm so excited for Glass.
0: That Actually, that probably is my favorite movie this year so far, Split. And Blade Runner might challenge it pretty hard on Monday. Pretty stoked of it. I can't wait to see that on Monday. We're doing the whole IMAX thing at the Chinese Theater. Um,
2: I just found out it's two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, it's near like, three hours
0: yeah. long. It's going to be a rough one to sit through. Because my
2: it. biggest thing is like assholes in movie theaters, and I know in two hours and forty minutes, that's two hours and forty minutes of chance for people to be assholes. Oh god, we, we and I cannot deal. With my, i just, I just told this story about my friend Josh Roush, who at ArcLight almost got in a physical fight with somebody at ArcLight. Because they would not get off the phone. And then the guy's girlfriend said, if you don't want to see people on the phone, you shouldn't be at the movies. And I would, excuse me? Like, if somebody said that to me, I think I would have a, like, I would just go into a, I think I would just see Red. Like, I would just like. get
0: the fuck out. We, we saw a double feature of It, because I would watched it uh, the opening Thursday, but at least it couldn't go. So I went back, took her to that on a Friday night, and then we watched watched uh, Aronofsky's film Mother. Yeah. That was the worst crowd I've watched a movie with in a long time. I don't remember. Were you pro-Mother Yay or Nay? I hated it. Yeah? I hated it. I get it. I understand everything about it. You mean it's
2: allegory that it's beating you over the head with? Yeah, I mean... It, I watched well, the trailer, and I'm like, how can you... That, that seems, that's beyond obvious. Like, come yeah, on. I,
0: I was I was going a little bit deeper down the rabbit hole with that one. Like, I got the whole Bible allegory <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. But I was... Changing it to more of an artist sort yeah. of thing where he would, I'm like, oh, okay, he so he's gone. I like that. And his I like that. leading ladies are like his muses, so yeah. he uses them up. Then he gets rid of them and goes to a new project. What an egotistical asshole. And then a friend of mine who's a filmmaker, he got a hold of me, he's like, I think you're reading too much into it. It is a Bible allegory, yeah. that's it. But I like and that, like, that's
2: a good way, that's a good oh. way.
0: And so then but I went a- from, well, he's a total dick, but okay, to, really? Well, if I wanted the Bible stuff, I'd go to church. I don't mm-hmm. know. It didn't wow me at all. There were some good performances in it. It looked good in certain scenes, but I can't watch an hour and a half of a close-up, mm-hmm. even on Jennifer Lawrence. It gets so tiring. Now, I've been
2: back to the movie since it because some asshole brought, like, a three-year-old. And the kid, like, freaked. Because they showed the mother trailer, and I heard, like, a kid crying, and I thought it was part of it. I'm like, ooh, creepy kid crying. <laughs> and then it, the trailer stopped, and then it was and that kid was, I'm like, oh, hell no. And then other people yelled him, but he's like, I'm cute. He basically was like, this kid is here. And he was freaking out the whole time. And I'm like, I hope that kid doesn't sleep for a week, you
0: motherfucker. Like. <laughs> Therapy for the years and years. But yeah, mother, we had three people behind us who kept kicking Lisa's seat, kept talking, people kept shushing him. One guy got up out of his seat and like walked down, made a big production about it. You know, he walked down and sat down and kept looking back to the fuck yourself. And it, like through the whole movie the entire movie. we left, they were standing in the lobby and walked by. i like, thanks, assholes. And they just they didn't even look at it. We just kept talking. their own the, in their own little world. But it was. It was like the worst crowd. I'm I can't, fairly yeah. certain that helped push me over the edge on that movie anyway, because I wasn't enjoying wow. it. And then just the crowd was bad. But it, That's the first time. Like, I've had really great luck since i moved here. Yeah. Everyone here pretty much are really in the movies. Yeah. So they put their phones up. When I saw it that Thursday night, not a word. Now yeah. you could have heard a pin drop in that place. No one pulled their phone out. People weren't.
2: I live in a very uncivilized area.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so there's certain things like going to uh, screenings. Like uh, I went to the Egyptian the other night. Yeah. Oh or God. Non-fest, yeah. And watched the 4K restoration of Night of the Living Dead.
2: Oh man, how was that? That one. That that's their. It's the debut. They've never shown yeah, it that before. Was the West Coast. How familiar. did it look? I heard it looks amazing. It, the
0: best it's ever been. Yeah. I mean, it's still a little fuzzy here and yeah. there, but for the most part. Crystal clear in some parts. Yeah, it's I got so an email that about that. I almost,
2: I was, well, I was, like, oh, there's always that's a problem. With me, I'm too far away. But there's, I want to go to yeah, stuff so every night of the week. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh god, because so now you- they got the now. I mean, like, I don't know, dude. It, I'm all, but it's also a bummer because we're movie industry is like kind of like especially the older, I mean, you got the Shtenna family and all that, all the shit going down with all the stuff, like Stenna family basically closed, and Alamo Draft House, and all that stuff, and Harry Knowles, and...
0: And, and, and it, it, Weinstein now, too? I mean, it's, I mean, it, I'm glad that it's, but it's like, oh, God, like, it's all falling down, like... And it's weird, because it, all of them have hit here recently, yeah. with, with the allegations of all of the stuff going down with this harassment, and it happened all around the same time, like, yeah. it started at least, like, in the 90s. Yeah. Like, we're finally to a point now where people are like, I'm People tired of believe, this shit. well we let's, find
2: like, well they, I think thing we're thing come to a point where we're actually believing people, yeah. and like, shit, but, God, how, I, I cannot believe it took that long, but like, I mean I just- I don't know, I'm worried, I just, I'm worried Harvey's gonna squirt, cause I, when I found out that he had like, I guess he settled like eight sexual harassment lawsuits, yeah. and I was like Jesus Christ, and then like his dopey ass, like well I'm from a different time, I'm like, like no, there's no, I'm time like, no, no, no time, to be like, fuck you, okay, like using, this cause that's a different <laughs> abuse of your power dynamic, you know? cause nobody's gonna talk about it cause they would lose their jobs, their livelihoods, their it, careers, it and I'm sure people
0: did, like, right I mean in the 90's he was arguably like the most the most person powerful in person in
2: Hollywood like so what do you how do yeah. and
0: that's where it's
2: like we shouldn't even like and so now I'm glad that they're talking about these things where they're talking about that power dynamic and how can we not have these kind of situations where this is even a thing and like what can we do and I'm glad those discussions are finally happening but yeah, it's just the like Harry one
0: hit me pretty hard. Yeah, today. the Harry
2: one especially because I've like, me, I've I've met I went fairy. to Bonhamathon. I've oh, I've met with him. I spent time with him. And he and like I'm like oh my god. And like even back then like he was like I'm like oh god. And I'm like I hate that stereotype of the fat creepy nerd because I'm a fat nerd. and I don't want people to think I'm creepy, but I know people do because that's the stereotype. And I hate it. And I'm super self conscious about it. And now that Harry is like look at him look, he was he was a creepo. He was a perv. I'm like god damn it. Like, that sucks.
0: And I'm really disappointed. Yeah, especially with everyone who just come out now saying, yeah. Oh, I saw this. Yeah. I, I was showing well, text. Like, for the record, have said something I've bad. been
2: speaking out about Farachi since the first Bagged and Boarded. He was my yeah, I, I, he was, I remember talking about it because like, like that guy 's an asshole, and I knew he was a creeper, and I saw him creep on girls, and like and that 's what I was saying, and i 've been shouting it to the rooftops, and so I feel a little vindication there the good one, sir, fuck that guy. One. Um, and then, the, and then I'm really disappointed in Tim League because I respect the hell out of him and what he's done for our community. But the fact that he went behind, without telling anybody, gave farachi a job back, like without telling yeah, anybody, some shit, shit right some shit. And then telling a victim to keep it between us, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? And but I'm so I'm like, God, without Tim League, there is no Alamo Draft House, there is no Fantastic Fest, there is no any the cinema, and like that. A lot of the cinema, like the art house. For survival that we've experienced, a lot of that is due to the Austin film scene and it kind of all bled out of there and stuff and I'm like, and now the f- it turns out all these guys are assholes
0: <laughs> not shocking though I know, like, it's I just so that, disappointing like, yeah,
2: okay, I get it because I'm just like, I don't, you know it's just so upsetting and it's not cool and I feel bad about for every because I mean, I'm sure for every one victim that's talking, there's probably way more that aren't and it's
0: awful. My only hope is now that you, they've shown a light on it, Yeah, anything else that's out there, any other person who's a total asshole creeper, yeah. they'll start getting exposed yeah. quicker and less victims involved. Yeah. It, it's just hard.
2: It just yeah, sucks. It really for that, but I'm like, this is the kind of shit that happens when you have a sexual um, sexual um criminal in the fucking White House. Like, Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, it's that prevalent. It's that accepted. It's that part of our culture. People have been looking away for that long and... Um, you know, it's very upsetting. But, uh, you know, um, I'm hoping for a better future. And that's where at least we're having these discussions. And people are talking about yeah, it. not at this point. And, I mean, it's just and then, like, you know, working with kids. I, the, the fact that I work with kids, it's what gives me hope in these hopeless time because I see them and I'm like these kids they're good they seem to be they've got it There's. I don't see these kids calling each other racist stuff and all these things and they're all cool so I look at the kids and that kind of gives me hope because, but then I'm like, who's raising these kids? Who's teaching these kids? Because that's where it is. It's a learn. You don't because like you're not born racist. You're not yeah, born yeah. with hate in your heart. Like that's taught. That's learned. That's I believe I'm from the south. Yeah, I mean I you're from North Carolina. Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. So worse. yeah, so, <laughs> so you you've experienced I that. It. I mean I lived in Missouri. I saw like you know the way they treated like the two black kids in the town area. Like I've
0: seen it. Like it's disgusting. And I mean I have family members uh, I don't associate with yeah, anymore. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> they still have that backwoods country redneck opinion yeah. on things, and not, I don't have—I don't stay quiet about it when I'm around them, and I'm just not having it. So yeah. it's easier for me just to walk away and say, "See you later." Well,
2: Joe, I think it's—it's it's, it's been good talking to you. Great, catching and you um, again. always great catching up. I hope you enjoy your Podfest. I'm going to try, and uh, yeah, I'm just so happy for you, uh, your journey. I, pre- I really
0: appreciate it. Like, I had so many people rooting for me. It made yeah. they, those two years felt like they were 10. Yeah. But it helped having people root for me the whole time. Well, it's awesome, man. Thanks, Super happy for you. And one more time, your podcast, where can people find you? Podcast McCub. Find us on iTunes, at Geek Planet Online, or on Cave Radio Broadcasting. Awesome. Check it out, everybody. All right, I'm back here
2: at L.A. Podcast Festival with Ron Placone. Is that correct? What up? Yeah, man, you nailed it.
3: Awesome. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. So
2: you are part of the Jimmy Dore Show?
3: I am, yeah. And you're a stand-up comedian? Yeah, I'm a comedian. comedian? Uh, yeah, I do the stand-up. I do the, um, you know, the writing rights. Um, and, Yeah. This is my first LA Podfest. How are you liking it so far? You know what, man? It's really cool, and everything I got to do is happening tomorrow. Like I'm doing political vigilante at noon, a panel at one thirty, and then the Jimmy Dore show at six. What's your panel? So they just uh, my panel is uh the video and podcast. Okay. Uh, the Jimmy Dore show. So you guys is, are a video show. G- Jimmy Dore show is primarily on YouTube. Okay. I mean, of course, we have a podcast, and the yeah. podcast does very well, but. um but yeah, like YouTube is still where Jimmy built the show, and this mm-hmm. is before I was involved. You know, the okay. show's been around for like eight years. I've only been involved in the past year. So, so. how did you? What were you doing before you signed? Did start doing that? So, um, I was mostly just a road comic. Okay. I, I traveled around uh, about forty some weeks a year. I lived in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, for a little while, lived in my car for a little while. Oh, man. Um, but I was part of a network uh, called the Young Turks Network um, on YouTube. Okay. And that's how I knew Jimmy. Whenever I'd come to L.A., I would do, like, a bunch of TYT panel stuff. Jimmy Dorshow is on uh, the Young Turks Network as well, still is. So, um, you know, I knew Jimmy there. We did some panels together. Um, we kept in touch. And when I moved to L.A., Basically, you know, anytime he needed a panelist, he would ask me to c- come on, hang out, do the show. I did that. It started going okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he liked having me. I liked being there. The audience, you know, was was curious about me. They liked hearing me. Um, so then I started writing for the show, uh, and then eventually it kind of morphed into you know being a, a part of the show. So.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. So
3: how'd you get your start in comedy? Is that something you've always wanted to do, or... Not at all, man. You know what? It's kind of funny. I'll, I'll tell this story just okay. because, uh and I, I hate to make this a little dark, but... Um, no, no, we, we're all about that here. All right. Well, that's cool. Um, so, Ralphie May... Yeah, who just just passed away, today. which is so sad. It's very Cause sad. Because he had, like, pneumonia for a long time, I was he reading. He struggled, you know, and I... He's I, had I,
2: various health issues. I knew
3: him. I didn't know him super well, okay. but I knew him, and, yeah, he was having some issues. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, he was he was a big guy. Yeah. Yeah. and and was not in the best of health, and, mm-hmm. and he suffered with a lot of stuff. I mean, he canceled uh, a lot of tour dates over the years, to my knowledge, mm-hmm. and, you know, the few times I was with him, he was just not in the best of shape, and mm-hmm. it was apparent, um, but the story I have that I actually wrote about today, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll regret this forever. I always wanted to tell him this story, and I never did, even mm-hmm. though, you know, I did knew, know the guy. I met him a few times, but... Um, when I, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, Steel Town. Steel Town. They love their sports teams yeah. there. The hockey team, the Pittsburgh Sp- Penguins, which I'm still a fan of. Mario um, Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. So this is a story uh, kind of about that. So, um, at one point. I know something about hockey. No, no, no. <laughs> cool, man. At one NHL point. NHL 94. Yeah, there you yeah. go. When I was, um, when I was like around 19 or 20, I want to say. Uh the penguins were having some issues with the city and mm-hmm. they were potentially gonna leave. Ooh. Uh the city was not happy about that. Yeah. Um the one thing you could not do though was criticize Mario Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Mario had bought the team. He had gotten them stu- two Stanley Cups. Mario was beyond criticism. You it, it, it was like criticizing Mario in Pittsburgh was like criticizing the Pope in Rome. You could mm-hmm. not do it. Um so I'm driving with my dad. And the radio's on, and all of a sudden I hear this guest on this FM station, then they bring up the penguins, and this guy starts making joke after joke about Mario Lemieux. They weren't (laughs) mean-spirited. They were clever. They were hilarious. And he was, and it was brilliant, and I was cracking up, and the DJ was trying so hard not to laugh, but the DJ couldn't help it, the DJ was laughing. My dad was trying to tell me how great Mario was, but he was having a hard time getting his words out, because he was having a hard time not laughing, because it was that funny. And at that moment, I was like, I don't know what I just witnessed, but that is what I want to do do forever that's, that's awesome. brilliant that guy just made people laugh at something they thought they weren't allowed to laugh at mm-hmm. I want to do that I don't know what that was but I want to do that yeah. um, and they said the guy's name Ralphie May and um, I didn't know a comedian was a job one person could have yeah. I thought my assumption was that Ralphie May had a radio show somewhere else in the country and he just toured clubs on the weekends or something mm-hmm. like that. That's honestly what I thought. Um so I was determined to get on the radio, which eventually led me to stand up. And years later, um I was based in Nashville where Ralphie lived. Mm-hmm. So like I'd see him around, um, I'd see him in the green room. He was a super gracious dude, a super nice guy. He really cared about the comedy scene. He helped a lot of up and coming comics, myself included. Mm-hmm um and was just a genuine dude and i always wanted to tell him that story and a bunch of my friends they were like you got Ralphie would love that story mm-hmm. you got to tell him about that um but like it was always like other people were around i didn't yeah. want it to come off as like oh gee ron's kissing ralphie's ass you know what i mean like i didn't want it it wasn't yeah. appropriate for yeah me yeah tell yeah him. no i hear you i hear you um, and uh you know at one point when he was going through a rough patch, and I'd heard this from people that were closer to him, you know, his management was in Nashville, his employees were in Nashville, so I knew a lot of people that were very close to him, closer than I was, and, uh, you know, he was going through a divorce, he was kind of not in a good place. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, I was going through a really rough breakup myself, and mm-hmm. I thought, you know, maybe I should email the guy and just be like, hey man... I know you're going through some weird stuff. I just wanted to say we only met a few times, but thanks for being cool to me. And I thought maybe maybe you'll get a kick out of this story. It's the first time I heard you on the radio. Uh I just want you to know this. Mm-hmm. Uh and I never sent that email oh. and, and now I, I regret it, you know. Yeah. I le- like I wish he would have known that. And yeah. uh, not that I mean whatever, like but he might have gotten a kick out of it, mm-hmm. be like, Shit, I don't even remember that radio spot. It changed this kid's life, you know. But uh but yeah, like after that. Um, And then there were other things, too. I mean, George Carlin Mm -hmm. uh, was a huge thing for me. Uh, Louis Black, back in the... Uh, Bush years was yeah. a huge thing for me because I really hated George Bush yeah. and that was the big awakening. He the and
2: yeah, he was on the Daily Show just screaming. Yeah, when he was on the Daily
3: Show just screaming and I really, best. I hated Iraq. Like, yeah. like, I didn't know why we were there. Yeah. I, I I woke up politically because of how terrible the Bush administration Yeah, I think was. a lot of us did. I think a lot of us did, especially people our age. Yeah. I'm assuming we're around the same age.
2: The 2000 was my first election I could vote in mm-hmm. and so that heartbreak and I was living in Wisconsin which at the time was actually like a blue state, mm-hmm. but that was when things started turning. And then following the like, you know, like we don't, like we don't have a winner in that whole drama, and like, yeah. And I had just moved to Wisconsin. I was missing California, and I was missing, and then just all this and that. And I'm like, what is happening? The world is falling yeah.
3: apart. And see, I was like, a little bit. I was too young to vote in 2000, but okay. I remember. I just remember like the whole thing going down and I was like, Why are we in a- what the yeah. hell, what are and we then doing? the Iraq and then like that? And after- then you learn it's a lot. Yeah. And then I like there was a media reform group on my college campus and I saw the movie OutFoxed. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my god, this oh, is Oh yeah, that real? documentary what it will the just hell? piss you off. It pissed me off to know. Between no end. that
2: and then the Enron documentary, I was oh, just yeah.
3: like ah, they're trying to get us. Like, well and you it's know what's really like- cool, Jim Gilliam, the guy that made Outfoxed, mm-hmm. his office is right around here. Oh cool. His office is like around the block. From here, really. that he's a brilliant freaking guy, and I actually got to meet him. But, awesome. um, but yeah, man, so that was the awakening for me, and all that stuff eventually led me to get into comedy. But there was a number of things, and and Ralphie May. I mean, even though it wasn't political, it was still just like this guy just made a city full of people laugh at something they really thought they weren't allowed yeah. to laugh at, and to me that was a freaking super yeah, cool that takes, I was like, how some, do you do that? Yeah. I had no idea how, but I was like, I gotta learn how, and that's gonna be my life's work. Yeah. I, I wanna do what that guy just did. Um, and, I just yeah.
2: recently started doing stand-up. Oh, like, cool, man. Like, I started in December, and then, I live in the Inland Empire, so like, okay. not, I live way out in Yucaipa, it's past Redlands. Okay. You just keep driving on the 10 and go, if you get to the dinosaurs, you've gone too far. Okay. I'm like, uh, but um So you're near
3: like Claremont kinda?
2: Pathway way past, oh, past Claremont. Okay. I'm kinda right. near Big Bear. Actually. Okay. Like All right. so like like I'm like forty minutes west of Palm Springs. So I'm not in the desert. I'm in the foothills, so it's not too hot. But it's mm-hmm. still out there 'cause um but so we only have like There's like one open mic near me. Okay. And it's like a mixed mic, but it's great because it's mostly poetry. And so there's not a lot of comedians. So I always get time because they, they need, he like, the guy that runs the mic likes having me on to kind of break up the, like, so it's gotten me a lot of
3: opportunities to work on stuff. But, you know, I know I have a long, long, it's a long road. It is a long road. I mean, that's cool though, man. When I lived in, um, so I started comedy in Seattle Mm -hmm. in like 2007. And back then, Seattle was, like, the hotbed. Yeah. It was when Patton Oswald was really starting to blow up, and they all found kind of their audience in the Northwest kind of first, because a lot of them were signed to, like, sub-pop
1: mm-hmm. and
3: shit like that. So, like, Eugene Merriman, stuff like that, that really blew up in the Northwest first. Yeah. So Seattle was, like, the place for comedy. There were, like, five clubs in the city you could get up at all of them being a nobody. You mm-hmm. could be like Joe Openmiker, which I was, and get up like seven nights a week. Uh The rest is... So, so I moved back to Pittsburgh. What did you go to grad school for? Communication. Okay. Ten, it was like, you know, I went from an oasis to a drought. You mm-hmm. know, there were like maybe two comedy open mics in town. Most of the comics in town didn't... And um, they kind of took me in as one of yeah. their own, like like I comedy spots in mm-hmm. that mic, and the mic is comedy friendly. That's awesome. And every now and again, when they ought to like mix mics. And kind of made it something cool because it can be a like
2: it's fun, but it's also I'm like I don't know if this is really good. Like maybe you're just chill, cool people, and like maybe. And I had been thinking about because my brother's a stand-up comedian in Portland, and I was like, oh my god, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm
3: like, I got the bug now. Lefty Morning Show in Nashville. Okay, for a hot minute. What was that like? It kind of became syndicated, Um, and I, I kind of watched it get bigger and bigger. Now it's just ridiculous. I mean. So yeah, man, I mean, Nashville was a cool place and I was really trying to like kind of anti war stuff. Yeah. That's been going on in Nashville forever, but is often represented. He's some comedian that just lives here and does this show. Mm-hmm. That's just and he's not a CN really cool people that wouldn't have done it otherwise, but just did because they were like, This kid's just but yeah, I mean that was like that was kind of a fun thing I was doing for a while. But uh the radio super political, like like our last episode, uh that's coming out soon is about just about Paying tribute radio dial. Yeah. When I had that last show for not a big payoff here and we still want to service them, but it is by far the uh, and the radio is like by far the most work. Because yeah. we, we have to edit the podcast. It has its perks and it it has its people that care about it across the nation. So yeah. we still as far as my own stuff goes, I just do a podcast. Awesome. I, you were talking about well, well yeah. I had
2: to pick between that and this. Oh, and I chose this episode, and oh, I was just no like, shit. "Oh God,
3: that sounds amazing!" Just Robin and Mark Marin. yeah. Way to the Rose Bowl for that for that uh, festival, but it wasn't. I, I, I man, he was
2: just one day he's doing a show, the next thing he's fucking gone. Yeah,
3: man. well, money's a little tight. Carlin will be back next year. Yeah. What happened the next year?
2: Um, and my buddy was running a booth, and he's like, "Yeah, Ric Flair's gonna be here. If you want a picture with him, it's fifty dollars." Oh. And I was like. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's Ric Flair, and I, for the next three days at Comic Con, I'm like battling. Now I gotta go get a picture with him, because I'm like, shit, I, don't, I think that's yeah, something. Yeah, get him. A you know, smodcast with Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. And he put it off and put it off, and then, you know, and then he's gone. Placone.com? Yeah,
3: romplacone.com. Follow me on Twitter at romplacone. And watch the Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, it's my first year, and uh, it's an exciting event. Yeah, and a historic Biltmore hotel. Yeah, there's a couple throughout the country, and yeah, I've been to the actual one in here. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you, Ron. I really
3: appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So that's
2: going to do it for this latest installment of Radio Brendoman from Los Angeles Podcast Festival 2017. Be sure to check out the um, guests who appeared. Check out uh, Podcast Macabre. And check out Ron Placone at ronplacone.com. Podcast Macabre is at podcast macabre. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E dot geekplanetonline.com or on Apple podcasts. Also check out Ron's show, Five Chords and the Truth. And you can check out us at radiobrendo.com. Rate, review, subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to the podcast. Tell your friends tweet it out we appreciate you and we'll be back next time with more from LA Podfest. got lots of good stuff coming you can hit us up if you have questions comments be sure to hit us up that's radiobrendo.com click the contact link or our email address ask at radiobrendo.com ask Brendoman at gmail.com whichever one you remember that's the one you can use hotline is 714. 714- 408-7091 Call or text Leave a voicemail 24 hours a day Text me I might text back Or if you have a question you can text it I'll talk about it on the show That's 714-408-7091 And that's going to do it for this time This week maybe I might do a couple this week I don't know guys I'm sorry um, But you can listen to more of me talking If you like wrestling At Massive Buds Wrestling Show That's MBW us or listen to all the other podcasts at radio at a uh, benvi network benvi network.com so that's gonna do it for radio brendo man i'm brendan creasy have a good one everybody and john Goobang do I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length.
1: Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week.
0: I love comics!
1: Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes.
0: Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite!
2: This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendViewNetwork.com.